Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. Good morning. Last couple weeks, um, actually had a chance where I was supposed to just stay home and, and relax and you know, that seems fun, right? But so many things are going on in your head, and I think, well, okay, I'll, I'll write a message. And I'm not very good at planning ahead. Um, these things usually get done, you know, Friday uh, late afternoon, or uh, they get all changed on Saturday morning. Anyway, I'm sitting at home, get my Bible out. I think this is a good time, right? I stand up here and preach to you guys about doing your Bible study and reading and getting into the Word and so here I go. I'm going to give this a shot, right? Got my word out, studying along, and of course my mind starts to drift, just like a lot of you do too. Pretty soon I realized I was just kind of staring into space thinking about what I was going to write a message about this week. And I have two lab dogs at home. And they're, they're good dogs. They just lay around, and they got to kind of playing with each other, and the one kind of growls, I call it talking, you know. And I'm staring at him, and I'm smiling. It just brought me joy to watch these dogs interact with one another. And then, of course, now, I don't know how many of you have dogs. You know, you, you can use a cat if you want. I want you to think in your head. You, you get joy from this, and you begin to smile, and you start to talk to them. And you talk in a different language you do like with a, with a baby, right? Your voice changes. And pretty soon I'm making this goofy-sounding thing and hoping that nobody sees this or hears me. But I was having so much fun with them. And it kind of hit me that I think God is a lot like that with us. I want you to think about why you have pets. Now, a lot of you must have pets. I don't care if it's dog, cat, turtle, hamster, whatever it is. Why do you have a pet? It's for your pleasure. It's for your enjoyment, right? We, we get pets, and we want to share our love with them, and we would like them to, to share their love with us. I don't know how you do that with a cat, but uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, you cat people. Um, Jeff, do you... Your cat expressed his love towards you, right? They do this. Uh, Abby and Micah have a couple cats, and, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning, they jump on their heads and start patting their faces. They want them to get up, you know. Well, about this time, you grab the cat, and I don't know if you guys are like me, but that cat would be down the hall, right? Just, just let it go. Open a window. That's right. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Well, we used to have a couple pug dogs some years back, and Kelly and I'd be laying there sleeping, and they snort and they grunt, and, and pretty soon they jump on your head. That makes absolutely no sense. And of course, it made me mad, right? But I still love them. You love these animals. Let's face it, you love your pets like children. In fact, some of you probably more than your children. They bring you joy. And this is a lot of times what I like to say that people have children for. I want you to dig deep down in your heart and ask yourself why you have children. Is it for your pleasure? Is it for your enjoyment? Is it to continue on a legacy 
Is it to share love with them? And you want them to share their love with you? I know, maybe if you're a farmer, you're going to have some kids who raise them up as farmhands. They actually have a purpose, you see. This is what I would call destiny. And if farmers have girls, you hope that the girls go attract some big honking men so that they can be. See, there's a plan behind some. Some have a destiny, and some are strictly for our enjoyment. I'm going to give you a chance to be God. You get to be God today. Start thinking about yourself as God and your pets, especially if you have more than one pet, are your creation. This is why you got them. You're God and you're watching your creation interact, have fun with one another, and you're smiling. They love you. You love them. This is a perfect world. You actually are meeting their needs just like God does ours. They need food. They need water. They need shelter. They need comfort. They need love. They need attention. You think God's any different than that? You get to be God today. You have pets just like God created mankind. In Ecclesiastes, uh, Solomon has had everything you could ever have dreamed about. He had everything. And he started to stray away, and he lost everything. And he writes this, Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Now here is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. Isn't that what you want from your pets? You want them to follow your commands. You want them to do what you want them to do for your pleasure. And when they don't do it, you get upset. Isaiah 43, 7 says, Bring all who claim me as their God. That's you, right? Your pets. For I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Your God... You've created these pets for your glory, for your pleasure, to share, to be with. That's why you have children, too. Exactly the same thing. Okay, got the picture now, right? You're God, and you have pets. And let's say you have more than one. Let's say say you have a herd of them. Herd, that'd be cattle, wouldn't it? What do you call a pack? You got a pack. If, if you've got more than one cat, are those a pack? And eh, whatever. What you want from this pack is for them to interact well together. I have two dogs. Some of you maybe have three, four. Some might live on a farm, have more than that. You like it when they interact well together, don't you? If you have more than one cat... Don't you like it when they behave well and they play nice together? They have fun, they're batting around their little balls or chewing on catnip or whatever you give to a cat. You like this, right? So what if you have one that stands out a little bit? Not quite as friendly. In fact, he wants to fight. He wants to argue with the rest of your dogs. What do you do? 
get mad at him? You shoo him away? You separate them? Do you think God's any different? And the reason that I'm using dogs and humans in this analogy is is because our pets can't reason. Can Can I use that word? Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't understand that there's logic behind what you want them to do. Maybe it's just simply for your pleasure, but you try to get them to do a certain thing, and they don't, they don't understand. They might, they might do it, then they realize that you're going to get a reward, right? Uh, if you tell a dog, uh, sit. If it sits, it gets a reward. It hasn't got a clue why it's sitting. Right? They haven't got a clue. Stay. And the master walks away. Now, they know they're supposed to stay there. A lot of dogs do this. There's a lot of good dogs out there. But they don't know why. Are you trying to protect them from something? Is it someplace that they're not allowed? For some reason, you don't want them to go where you're going to go, and you say, stay. If they do it right, they get a reward, and they haven't got a clue why. There's not a lot of difference between the intelligence of a pet and you is there is between you and God. I get so many questions during the week on why God is doing something. Do you really, deep down inside, think that I'm going to be able to answer that? You think I'm some sort of a, a channel, right, to God, right? The pastor, he, he knows everything, right? This is, this is how people treat their pastors. He's got all the answers. And, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually get him to, to justify why God's doing this to me. Come on, you guys. God's intelligence level is so far beyond our understanding, it's not any different than you trying to get your dog to do something. They might do it, but they don't have a clue why. And they don't ask. You ever, ever done something to your dog, or I guess cats maybe do this too, I don't know whether turtles do or not, but something is out of the ordinary and they, they tip their head. Right? I'm not probably very good at that. You're laughing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Dog tips its head, its ears go up, and it's like, what the? What, what's this all about? But you can probably get them to do it. By some sort of persuasion or some sort of a reward, we give our dog treats, right? Uh, maybe you guys don't do that. We give our dog treats when they do something good. You think God's any different? I stand up here week after week and tell you that salvation is easy. That's just simply accepting Christ as your Savior. But getting the blessings in the favor of God takes obedience. Aren't you like that with your pets? And the intelligent level is similar to us and God. They don't question us. Now, maybe some of you guys got dogs that can talk. Do they ever ask you, what do you want me to sit? Why, Why should I sit for you? Why are you leaving me here all day long while you go and then you decide to come back at 5 o'clock and I'm just sitting here and I have separation anxiety and why do you do that? Does anybody have a dog that talks like that? But yet we do that to God, right? They can't reason. They have no logic. They just know that this is what you want them to do and they will be rewarded, whether it's by a treat or love Can we just accept that from God? 
Have you just finally accepted that God is so much greater than us? We cannot understand him. Now, we think we do, right? And I know I bet some of your dogs are just like this, too. Oh, that's why that happened. Okay. Now, we, now, now we're putting ourselves at the same intelligent level of God, right? We have got this all figured out. This is exactly why this happened. And then a day later, something else happens, and you think, oh, well, maybe not. Do you honestly, seriously believe that you have anywhere near the same intelligence as God and that you can figure it out? That you actually can come up with an answer on why something's happening? Can your dog do that to you? Absolutely not. Maybe some of them can. I've been wrong a lot. And I don't get a reward for being wrong. Excuse me. You know, a dog, eh, I say dog, if you've got a cat, you can use cat. They simply just love us. Just simply love you. No matter what happens. Now, sometimes they run away, and they're kind of, uh, they, they understand that they're, they're bad, and they go away. But in a matter of minutes, they come back wagging their tail licking your face. You can take a dog and be so mad at it, or if a cat jumps on your head and you throw it down the hall, it comes back. It loves you. It simply just loves you. It trusts you. If you take a dog and you're walking them along on a leash and they come up to something, some of you got horses. I think horses do this. They kind of, whoa, what's this? But the master actually gets them to do it. They don't know why they're doing it. But they do it. They simply just love us. And it's because we've expressed love to them. They show us love back. We have fun with them. I can kick my dog and and send it running down the hall. Now don't go telling everybody I kick dogs. I can, I can, I'm not very good with words. I can discipline my dog. And in just a few minutes, I can call its name. And here it comes, just shaking its tail, ready to lick my face. It's all good. They don't ask me why I did that. They know that they've done something wrong. They've been disciplined. And I hope that as time goes by, they stop doing those things. Is that any different than how God's trying to treat us? I'm trying to use this pet analogy as something that you can grasp. And I want you to stop trying to figure everything out that God's doing. Because you're not that smart. You're not that good. Maybe some of you have dogs that know exactly what everything's about. But you know, if you just simply do it, they get a reward. They trust. This is what happens. They simply trust you. Now, we we have a police officer I know in here. You've seen some of these canine dogs. Uh, no, No, that's not right canine police dogs, and there's, there's a big wall. They haven't got a clue what's on the other side of that wall. But when their master tells them to get over the wall, might even have to help them, they go. Not knowing what's on the other side, they simply trust that their master is good. And they go. And they serve him. They are trained to do this. And you know what? They get an abundance of love in return. 
Do you trust that way? And you, I use this all the time. Do you think that we didn't laugh our butts off when we got uh, this inkling to start a church in Lanark in this old school building? Come on, look at me. This was probably one of the foolish things I'd ever thought of. But I trust it. It's no different than sending a dog over a wall. Go. Do it. Will you trust me? How are we with that? Proverbs 3, 5. Everybody's heard this a hundred times, and it's a good one for this analogy. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Do you trust when he is trying to get you to do something? Now, of course, he doesn't usually show up to us and just speak right to our face. It's like a dog. He's got to put things into motion. He has to use things. You know, put a choker collar on you with a leash and pull you to get you to do something. Do you trust like that? Do you simply just know that he is good? You just follow him? Keep him centered? Because he rewards He's trying to train you up in a way, just like you're trying to train a dog. The intelligent level is so far away from each other that there's no way you have any kind of logic to what he's trying to do. Now, you might think back and think, oh, now I get it. Okay, maybe dogs do that too. Now I understand. And you get a treat. Don't we want the treats? Isn't that why you're here? Isn't that why people fall into this Christianity thing? They think, they think that you know, if they do everything right, they're going to be rewarded. And you will be. But sometimes you get disciplined. And when you get disciplined, do you return to the master the same way a pet does? They don't hold grudges. They don't try to figure things out. They just simply love. They love you. And you love them. I was talking with a guy, I don't know, this morning or whatever. If you came home one day and found your kitchen littered with garbage, right? You know where I'm going with this? Dog has got into the garbage. And it is everywhere. If the dog takes off running when you come into the room... You are going to chase him down and you are going to be mad. But how about if he sits there with his puppy dog eyes and just looks at you? Is is he not saying he's sorry? Is he not asking for forgiveness? Now, you guys are probably different than me. When I see this, I, I, I say, oh, it's okay, buddy. I'll help you with this. Right? Now, if he takes off running, I'm going after him. And this is not going to be good. Right? I'm going to go back and I'm actually going to pick him up and I'm going to use his paws to pick up every little thing. <laughs> Put him in it. Right? But if they're sitting there and they look like they have some remorse, they know that they have done bad. Oh, buddy, it's okay. You know, they get so excited to see you, sometimes they pee a little. Right? You heard me use this one before. I want to be a peer. When I see Jesus, I want to be so excited that I pee a little bit. 
because I know, uh, because I know that when that happens to me, I say, it's okay, buddy. It's, he's so excited to see me. It's okay. I'll clean it up for you. Don't we do that? Am I the only one that does that? Do you think God's any different? When you've done something wrong and you know that the master is not happy with what you did, do you ever just say, I'm, I'm sorry? I don't look like a puppy dog right now, do I? I'm, I'm sorry, right? Can I have a treat? Then it's okay. But when you flee from what you've done wrong, you are trying to hide. Now the master is mad. Aren't you guys like that? Are we like God? No. If you were going to build an animal sanctuary, right? This was going to be the perfect thing. You're, you're planning this out. This is going to be the most beautiful place for all of my pets to live. And you know, they're all playing together. You want them all in a great big pack and just enjoy their love. Watch them run around and have fun. And you're building this thing, and someday you're going to take all of your pets and go there. Well, while you're doing this and the time goes by, there's this one dog that comes around that always seems to be kind of on the outskirts. And he, he looks like a good dog. You, you can see him out there. He, he's, he's acting pretty good. He might bite at some of them once in a while. But he won't come to you. He won't allow you to show him your love. And he won't allow his love to be given to you. He keeps his distance. He won't look at you. He seems to interact pretty good with the other dogs, but I can't get anywhere near him. When it's time to go to the sanctuary, when it's time to pick up the pack and move to this perfect, beautiful place, you think he's going to be there? Are you going to take him with you? Are you going to try to catch him and take him with you? Or are you going to leave him behind? Because that's what's going to happen. We want our pets to all interact together. I want to introduce you to Boomer. Where's Boomer? RJ, will you take Boomer and go up on the stage, please? Yes, we allow dogs in church. This is, this is Boomer. When he comes up here, Boomer is a very, very good dog. You can't help but to love this dog. I've spent a little time with Boomer. And in my eyes, Boomer is probably the perfect dog. Now, we're going to call RJ God. And Boomer is you. Come on out, Boomer. Boomer shows love. Hi, Boomer. RJ, bring him right over here. Grab that hula hoop, will you? We're going to ask Boomer to do a couple things. Now, this would be like God asking you to do a couple things, right? RJ, um, simply do your best to try to get Boomer to jump through the hoop. I mean, he's, he's not going to, he just wants to give me love. Right? This dog can do no wrong. See if Boomer will jump through the, the hula hoop. Well, he, he kind of sucks at that, doesn't he? Okay, God can't get you to go through the hula hoop. It's a simple thing, right? Lower, lower it down a little bit. Maybe, maybe if you make it easier for him. 
He's questioning God. But he doesn't do what God wants him to do. Come on, Boomer. See his tail wagon? He loves his master regardless. And you know what? His master loves him. Whether he does that or not, our God is no different than these two right here. Just because Boomer won't go through that hoop, come here, Boomer. Now he won't even come to me. He's going down the hall. You got any treats? See if he'll just walk through the hoop. Now, God even makes things easier for us. See if he'll just walk through it. Oh, for a treat. Get him to go through. Oh, see? He's not even all the way through yet. Is this what it takes for you to do what God asks? Good enough, RJ. You know, you got to admit, now, RJ's going to love this dog whether he did that or not. And Boomer has no idea why we want him to go through this hoop, right? Can we all just admit that the dog has no logic on why RJ's trying to get him to go through the hoop? But his tail's still wagging. Now, if he got disciplined because he didn't go through the hoop... I don't think his tail would quit wagging. He simply loves his master. And he knows what the master is trying to get him to do is okay. Whether there's a treat or not. Thank you, Boomer. That's good, RJ. Give him all the treats he wants. He kind of walks like me. When God is trying to get you to do something that is relatively simple, right? And you're trying to figure out why. You know, do you think Boomer actually stopped and like said, uh, uh, God, why do you want me to go through this hoop? He just knew that he wanted him to go through the hoop. Did it take a little treat? Is that what you do too? Do you actually want the treat before you'll do something? A lot of times we'll get a blessing then we'll do what God asked us to do. And it doesn't work that way. It might once in a while to entice you to come. You're not going to know everything. Simply trust the master. Be pleasing in the master's eyes. He will reward you. Regardless of what Boomer had done up here on this stage, he is so stinking cute. And so good, you would love him anyway. That's how God is with you. Sometimes bow your head, give him the puppy dog eyes, and he'll help you clean up the mess. And he'll always love you.